0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecaven.com. I'm Damien Donoghue. Delighted to be joined in studio by the sports editor of the Anglo Cell, Paul Fitzpatrick, as we look back over a busy weekend in Kingspan-Brefney, where Cavan on their 17s were defeated in the Ulster on their 17 final by Tyrone, and Cavan seniors were unfortunately defeated by Monaghan in the quarter final of the Ulster Senior Championship. Paul, coming out of it you were going in very optimistic I have to say you were like a a kid ready for Christmas in the week building up to the week to last weekend but you came out like Santi never came
1: yeah ah no Damien so where do you where do you start like it was it was a sore one there for any Calvin fan I'm sure it was twice as sore for anyone involved in it Um, it was a game that I wouldn't say we could have won it like we were 9-7 up at half time um, but I, I never was convinced. There was never a time where we were totally on top of them. And um, they always seemed to be able to come back with a score. When Kevin got a score, like we went, we never went five or six up or anything like that. Um, and we, we had a goal chance at the end of the game, and was really our best goal chance. And it was a good effort by Ryan Connolly, and it just came off the post and and c'est la vie But <laughs> you know, it goes back to the old thing: the lack of an inside forward. Go back to the to, to twenty fifteen game, and it's so. Eerily similar to the 2015 game You'd wonder have Cavan really learned any lessons since Or have we? is, is there something that we can't solve This lack of an insight forward In 2015 my memory of that game is two things The first thing is Michael Argue on the edge of the square And Drew Wiley hanging out of him And the ball flying in 100 mile an hour over his head That couldn't be caught And That happened far too often that day And the other thing is Cavan blowing a four point lead uh, In that game in that game Cavan were 9-7 up at half time the game finished 16 scores to 15 and won it by one score um, you know there's an awful lot of similarities and again the difference that day was McManus and with were 10 minutes ago that day he, he came up with a wonder point from the right wing where he somehow got away from Fergal Flanagan and kicked it over and that gave them confidence this time he came up with a goal What's it, I wouldn't criticise the management um, I thought they got a lot of things right Especially, they got some of their matchups spot on. Like, they put Martin Riley on Kieran Hughes, and that didn't look like a, like a good matchup for us, but it was perfect because he ran the legs off Hughes. And yeah. when Riley would, Hughes had to track Riley the length of the field, and then Riley would, would bomb back, and Hughes had to run 100 yards then to join in an attack. And and
0: he, he actually did have to run the length of the field. Martin Riley made probably the same run 15 times in the game where he ran especially in the second half anyway all the way up in front of the stand right into the right corner forward position and Hughes had to track him but it also gave great width to Cav but they never exploited it they never got through the gaps
1: No you're right they didn't Th- there's, there was some people criticising Jerry Smith who played an awful lot of ball I think you had a stat there the amount of possession he had was only a handful of players on the field handled the ball more times than him like he was 30 odd possessions no, Nobody did Nobody did Yeah. Nobody so. Did and people were saying people were criticising him for going backwards but I have to say I have sympathy for him because Monaghan had so many men back at times 15 men McManus McCarran, the whole lot were back and when Jerry Smith looked up he he must have known that I can lump this ball in and even if it's accurate it's going to come straight back out because it was coming straight back out because we don't have a ball winner in there and uh, it you know what's he going to do? Try and run through them, and there were so many of them, and cough it up. And the the last thing you want to do against a mass defence that breaks so fast is get caught in possession. And so it's simply for for Jerry Smith.
0: I can understand. I, I can understand yeah. the point. I, I, I had a conversation with Dr. Hannon who invented football in a lab in in, in <laughs> one day about GPS stats and about how. You uh, coming up against a uh, blanket defence you'd expect the number of sprints or accelerated runs would go through the roof that because you're coming up you have to run into you have to break the lines at speed in order to break down the defence but he was saying that actually the the human nature comes into it that if there's no space you don't run into it so you're looking at uh, a, a, an area full of bodies and you say, well, there's no point in me running in there. I'm, I'm only going to be another body. So you avoid running into that space. But the right thing to do is actually to run into that space and follow your run right to the end line. But not enough Calvin players done that. They they didn't try to... As they approached the 45 and they seen 5, 6, 7 Monaghan players across that 45-metre line, They they played the ball out in front of them like, like uh what's the name of the, the game I call you like uh, like the wall over and back. Oh know? yeah yeah. That they 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 used to just basically they'd look and play it over and back and over and back. Instead of a couple of players making that run off the shoulder of the man with the ball and maybe not getting that ball but by making a sprinting run through those Monaghan players one of them will track you and come back and therefore you're pulling him into the end line and leaving a bit of space but I don't think Cavan had that penetration in that area
1: No, we didn't have the penetration it's interesting that like Mickey Hannan made that point I always joke that when I go to a football match I ring make hand afterwards to see what happened because <laughs> he, he seems <laughs> to know it's, it's fascinating to sit beside him at the game yeah, things yeah. that he points out and Dermot Sheridan as well who often comes into the press box like they have great uh, deep thinkers on the game but uh, uh, look it all comes back to that like before like you know all the systems and everything else you want but you do need that little bit of magic in close to goal and we're lacking it like there's no point saying that. we're not disparaging anyone we're lacking that mm. um, I think I think Shawnee Johnston has lost maybe a yard of pace, he's 33 now in August, and um, you know he's definitely not finished as a county player, Like, definitely wouldn't say that about any player, but I think as a heavy scorer at county level, like, I don't think that's going to be his role anymore. The game has changed as well, when, when he used to score heavily, there was that little bit more space, and he was so fast, and it, he had such a, an economical kicking style that he nearly could get a kick away in his own body space he didn't even need, need space because yeah, yeah. he, he was such a such. his mechanics were so good but it's he, look I don't know if he got a shot on, on, um, off from playing the game Like again just looking back we talked about it on the We Are Ulster podcast back when last year's league when Cavan put together five wins in a row which was the first time they had done that in ten years And that was a really high point coming as it turned out at the, the end of Terry Highland's reign have the highest scoring team in Ireland. Now, Matty McLeaner came in and said that he was his philosophy was attack. They went from the highest scoring team to the lowest scoring team, which is astonishing. Like, okay, you could see, oh, they scored well and not so well this year. They went from the best to the worst, and there's 32 teams in not five. You know, that's that's an astonishing stat. But uh, where were we getting the scores in the National League last year when we were the highest scoring team in Ireland? Garoja McCarney scored 316 in the seven games. Sean Johnson scored 124. And he only played five games. He missed the first one and he was injured for the Galway game at the end. David Givney scored three, five all from play in those games. You know that was a pretty decent standard in Division Two of the league. So that's where the scores have gone because from those from those three men, Givney's out in the panel and we didn't get many scores from from Shani, Shani and Geroge. So that's that's where the scores have gone. In the meantime, um, we haven't found any inside forward. We've lost one in Givney. We've lost another one to Keaton. We've lost another one at Jack Brady. We've lost another one to Tom Hayes. We're losing forwards and we're not bringing forwards in. Okay, with Joe Dillon. Brian Connolly and and Riley were three inside forwards that were on the panel, but they saw limited enough game time. The only slight criticism I might have of the management is that they didn't maybe throw them in sooner. But they probably thought, look at twelve minutes ago when it's level, maybe maybe they're not needed. They did come in at the end. But um it, it just goes back to that, getting those scores. Like that's what we struggle with.
0: like Kevin, Kevin were leading with with twenty three minutes played, fourteen points to thirteen. You know, I I wasn't optimistic going into the game and I wasn't optimistic because of everything that had happened with injuries to Jerry Smith to Killian Clark to Darren McVitie to Shawnee Johnston you know all since the league the end of the league and the start of the championship they've all dealt with injuries and and, and trying to come back as well the fact that James McEnroe didn't have a huge amount of game time in the league um, neither neither had Niall Murray Park Faulkner missed a, a sizable amount so did Liam Buchanan you know you you weren't looking at a key and Mackey hadn't a massive amount of league time or Niall McDermott so you weren't looking at the team and saying right well Jesus look at we know the form that these boys are in we know how good they are at the minute so between lads who hadn't played an awful lot of game time and lads who were coming back from injuries that had played an awful lot of game time you couldn't I couldn't see where the performance was going to come from but I left the game in in Kingspan Breffney yesterday saying there's there's something in that team now there's something there i thought that i was a, a spirited performance that that has lots of room for improvement like we were coming out from the game myself and, and michael Hannon and uh, he, he stopped to talk to true wiley and you, you talk about a, a a big man. The the chest on the man would he take most people's body space with that with that chest. He's, he's, a, he's a huge man, absolutely yeah. huge. But he was he had strapped on the leg, and he is he he looked like he was after been through the war. And he was just saying to Michael Han, I was listening in, standing beside him. He said, "I'm I'm sore. That was such a tough physical game. It, it was it was ridiculously hard that game, you know. So he was he was toughened from that game. And the more I look at it. Dar McVitie, I thought, came on, looked brilliant for ten minutes or maybe fifteen, but was juiced then. That was it. He yeah. was done. There was no energy left in him. I thought Killian Clark didn't affect the game the way he usually could, but considering he had missed, I think, four to five weeks of training, you can't expect him to control a game like that either. You know, I thought there was a, f- a- an awful lot more room for improvement on the Cavan team than than maybe even on the Monaghan team. I thought Monaghan were playing. Pretty well, like and 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 playing to a system. and knew what they were about. and really well organized, you know. So coming away from it, I still think Monaghan will win Ulster, and I think that that it'll prove if these Cavan players and and you'll hear the point I made it to to Matty. You know, it's about Cavan players' attitude now. If they take the qualifier series, I think we've got to, we could have a very long summer.
1: Well, the qualifiers is always about attitude, um and. Cavan a couple of times have embraced the, the challenge of the qualifiers a couple of times that they haven't really bothered they've sort of checked out um, look at when Cavan play Monaghan a goal generally decides it. there's only been three goals in the last five championship meetings between Cavan and Monaghan and each time the team that has got the goal has, has won the game uh, the previous game before that Monaghan scored three goals back in 94 they won the game goals are really really vital in, in close starby games like that um, Monaghan got their goal and you know what I don't like to criticize any player, but it was criminal defended by Conor Minor. Has to be said. I am, I have, I am Conor Minor's biggest fan in terms of. I think he's a great ball player. He's a very good passer of the ball, and he's an excellent reader of the game. And the amount of times that you see Minor cu- cutting across just when the opposite forward is about to get the ball, Minor cuts across and puts his body on the line and wins. It, and he's very strong in that situation. But Minor's weakness is one on one. If he's isolated one on one, he doesn't have to he doesn't turn fast enough. He doesn't have the turn of pace and now you mentioned Drew Wiley Damien like it's a hell's kitchen in that moment, full back line but you talk about Drew Wiley he takes no prisoners he's an old school player if Drew Wiley was faced with that same situation that Conor Minor was faced faced with he would have put Conor McManus into the stand and I'm not just one of these yahoos saying oh put him out, put him out into the stand I'm not saying that but it's a championship game it's one on one you hit him hard if you have to take a card even if it's a black card mm. you do not let him in you do not let him in that's your duty Pipe Faulkner had slipped Hold him up until Faulkner comes, and you, and you'll stop him. Don't let him pass you. What Conor O'Connor did was, he put he, he did what, what you sometimes see a player do when they're shadowing a player on the wing and they want to make it real obvious that they're not fouling. He put his two hands up in the air and his sort of chest out as much as say, "I'm not touching him." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but then he tucked his arm in at the last
0: minute, as if to say, "Well, I'm not going, I'm not fouling him, ref."
1: Yeah, he sort he, of flailed like. Yeah. Like but he. but he should have been hitting him hard. He should have said, "Take no, the card." Take the card. Uh, this is the most dangerous forward in Ireland yeah. and you're the last defender and if he gets around you it's a goal you don't you don't take any chance there he wasn't in the square it wasn't going to be a penalty take him out of it that's your job as a defender and that's cost us an Ulster final because Monaghan are going to beat down at a canter we haven't been in an Ulster final in, in 16 years they don't come around too often so I think Conor, Conor Mina, uh has to bear the brunt for cons- the concession of that goal and it's a pity because there's a the one Cavan defender that he's accommodated by the system because he's a ball playing defender I I would rather see him playing either in the middle or in the forwards because it's his ball playing that that's his asset. But I think I think mine, uh, um was the cause of that goal at the other end of the field. We threw in a young lad Ryan Conley is forced action in, at senior level. Even has even yeah. played McKenna Cup, long League, and uh, he almost was the hero. So close uh, it was, it was agonising for the Cavan players. But look, it it was just it's it's hard to make sense of it. It's very frustrating and. I definitely have a lot of sympathy for the manager, management they thought they got a lot, a lot of matchups right and did a lot right especially with the injuries they had um, I thought maybe they could win a little bit bowler by throwing in Dylan or someone earlier I thought it was crying out for Dylan that could win a ball he offers something that that probably no other player on the Calvin panel offers he's got that huge leap he's got that b- upper body strength that if you put in a ball with him and Drew Wiley Dylan will, will contest it do you know what I mean? He, 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 Dylan could win a ball in front of Drew Riley. Otherwise, it's going to be tough because he's such a strong player. Like, and it's the same as I said, it's it's like the Monaghan full back line of the of the late seventies, like um, Sherry and Caulfield and these McCarville, um, Scottsdale lads. I think it was an all Scottsdale full back line. They called them Hell's Kitchen. Like, if you went in, you were taking your life in your hands. Now, I'm not saying I'm not like Joe Brawley saying, "Oh, you need to take the head of fellas," but that's the difference. That that was the difference, and that's why they got their goal and we didn't get our goal, and that's why we were out of championship
0: yeah it, it, look at it, it is it is split seconds and, and and very very fine margins that that decide these games it always seems to be Conor McManus that can decide them especially against Cavan. yeah
1: best footballer best forward in Ireland in my opinion uh, definitely best inside forward in Ireland and like he he he, he t- kicked five wide uh, on Sunday mm. and um and another day, another player would drop the head, kick five wides in, in a game against your biggest rivals, and he just kept going, and he got the goal, and and that was it, but uh, the Manningham are, are good, Modern are really good, and they've improved, and uh, I think they take a lot of boxes, we talked about this before, if you, had to, if you were sitting out, it's like when you're going out with your gear, and you make a man, do you ever do that when you're a kid, you make a man, you put your jersey, your socks, your shorts, your boots, so you don't forget anything, but if you had to make a team, you'd say, okay we need a goalkeeper we need a, we need a reliable free taker we need to know who our best forward is that's going to score we need to know who his sidekick is and every and you, plus you need an age profile you need a little bit of winning experience these are all the things sometimes for the Grand National they pick out the 10 trends you see them in the paper on the morning of the Grand National they pick out the 10 trends that the winner the winner of the National always has and they'll find a horse that ticks the most boxes and it might be uh, you need to be an 8 year old to win the Grand National because no 7 year old is one in 40 years and no 10 year old is one in 30 years you might need to have run over 4 miles before you might need to be within a certain weight weight category in the weights but there are certain things that you, boxes that you have to tick to really contend Monaghan ticked them all now Monaghan looked like a team that could go on they, they beat Kerry in the league they beat Mayo in the league these are the, the fav- among the favourites for the All-Ireland
0: and Dublin outrageous close Outrageously
1: close Monaghan are a team that could go on and have a very very long summary, and I think they will they were, the other thing about them is they were stung last year against Longford and uh, that'll probably that, that'll that ward against complacency because they know what that feels like now as for Cavan I was talking to one good Cavan supporter earlier on today and the only one <laughs> well We've a lot of supporters, but as Jim McDonald famously said, I when I asked him our cabin, th- when he was playing back in the fifties, sixties, are Calvin good supporters. He said they're good winners, and, and there's a lot of truth in that. But he, your man said to me that he is sick to the teeth of moral victories, and I can see his point. Like like when it, when are the moral victories going to end? Like we're we're talking about Connolly hit the post, and it was so it was a hard luck story. It was a hard luck story. It, w- it was our own doing. We can see the soft goal at one stage. There was a kick out. Liam Buchanan in the middle of the field with with fifteen thousand eyes on him. Push a man in the back. Free. Threw the ball away. Brought up, Began and puts it over the bar. That's a point. In a in a in a one score game. That's a point given away. Silly things. And you know you need to be a bit more savvy than that. Now, did the the, the Cavan players suffer a terrible loss with with Don McGarry's passing? And it could have been a factor. Maybe emotionally drained. Who knows what what? All these little things. I thought the management got a lot right, but uh, I thought we just.
0: Was Buchanan
1: kicking off a bit early? Well, I think he's had kicking a great point. I didn't yeah. think he was doing all that much wrong. Like I, do you know? Uh, yeah, I say he probably was. Like that's, to be honest, I think he probably was. Like I if if the trust, I don't know was Masi Core fit there man?
0: Yeah, from what I've heard, he he was fit. And and what what just to stay on Buchanan for a second, like Buchanan for me. Is a player that has proven on the twenty-one level, especially that when the chips are down, when backs at the wall, he'll come out fighting for you. And I thought that that second half was lined up for Buchanan. That 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 was his game. That he could he could really dictate the terms of it. And it, I thought, Calvin Need. They need something else there, another big man or somebody else to step up. Because, unfortunately, and I don't, I don't say this lightly. Unfortunately, when it comes to the heated championship, we haven't seen Grode being able to Grode being able to grab the game by his scruff of the neck like he does in the league. He's getting too much attention in the in the high intensity games like that from the opposition to be able to dictate. And somebody else is going to have to take a, a leadership role in that Cavan team to to maybe take a bit of pressure off Garo because he, he he's not reaching the heights that we can see him reach in the league and even in Division 1 league he was hitting those heights but we haven't seen him hit them in Championship so I'd like right to see Buchanan being offered the opportunity to to, to stay on and affect that game
1: Yeah that's a good point yeah absolutely I I don't know what, what it is with with it's with Karen. like he, there's no doubt in his ability there's no doubt in his work rate and his effort Um he did it at on the twenty one level with Cavan and mm-hmm. the hardest title to win is when you're going after such a long break. And he carried Cavan over line, and that that night he was brilliant. I I don't think he's mentally weak. I think um, a game can get away from. Him, I think I think he, I was hoping that to get him on the ball early. I was looking, and it was a couple of times he was free, and I I I was saying to myself, get get Garoja on the ball early, get his confidence up here, because the first twenty minutes passed them by he didn't get on the ball but and you know, he never got never going into the game but maybe maybe he's a confidence player lots of players are need a little bit of confidence early in the game
0: it's actually a funny point or not a funny point but a very valid point that uh, Ronan Flanagan met, I think it was on one of our podcasts a, a couple of years ago, but he was saying, if if and Mackey wants the ball and there's a man breathing down his throat, I'll give and Mackey the ball anyway. I'll always get and Mackey on the ball because I know that once his confidence is up and once you give him a, anyway a good ball, he's going to do something good with it. And maybe the Calvin players weren't looking, or maybe Grode wasn't calling clear enough, but it's it's interesting too that you know, it, it's a confidence thing that yeah, whether it be you having confidence in the player you're going to pass it to, or you having the confidence to say, It doesn't matter, there's a man hanging off my shoulder, give me that ball anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, completely. Yeah, I 100%, I 100% agree with you. But look, there were, there were some good performances. Like, um, I thought Mackie was very good. I'm a big fan of Mackie's anyway. I thought he was he was class again. Yeah. Like, possibly ran out of steam a little bit at the end, but cheesy covered some ground and his kicking was really good, his shooting was really good. And he, he stepped up and took responsibility as well. Look at, uh, I I thought at the end of last year, Kevin missed the boat last year, and I I thought there was going to be a bit of rebuilding needed, and I still think that. And uh, new manager, he's trying to put a stamp on the team. He showed in the, in the league that he can be innovative in that. He identified a problem close to goal, and he 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 um, remodelled Dar- yeah. for the role, and it worked. It was spe- a spectacular success. It was just unlucky that McVitie got injured but McVeigh will be coming back he'll be getting stronger with every session I think all's oh, not lost yet and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Calvin pitched up in an All-Ireland quarter final this year I think mm-hmm. the draw was made for him Damien I
0: was but just going to say that like what, I would say,
1: what I would say is we need to be bold now like we've gone out here moral victories are no good there really is no positive to take from losing them on and at this stage in, in Calvin's development four or five years down the line from when they kind of bottomed out like it doesn't take ten years to build a team you know what I mean so I think moral victories are no good it's time to take a chance and I would throw in Ryan Conley, Keevan Riley, Joe Dillon, I would throw in at least two of those fellas now in the qualifiers. Because you know, we're getting nothing out of our inside forwards. Try something else. Connolly show looked looked sharp when he came on. He got on the ball, he wanted to get involved. He almost got the goal. Keevan Riley got on got on a few balls. And Joe Dillon I am going back to Joe Dillon, I mentioned him a lot in the podcast, but I think he's a player that can offer Calvin something that we don't have. We saw it we saw it in flashes, we saw it against Mayo in the league when he came on. Um saw a couple of flashes against Roscommon, then the following in the last round but I, th- I think Joe Dillon has something to offer i throw them in throw them in and, and see what happens
0: Yeah well a game or two you'd find out very quickly but we uh, we spoke with Matty McLean after the game here's what he had to say John McCavan, manager Matty McLean, after first round of Ulster your, your maiden debut as a manager at Inter County Ulster Championship
2: it was heart-stopping stuff. Ryan Connolly coming within a couple of inches of, of, of forcing a replay. Absolutely fabulous. You know, I'm so proud of them, boys. Across the, the board, in terms of everything that we've come through this week, I thought they showed fantastic character. You know, that's what I look for in a football team and football players, that you have character that you'll never give up. And Calfan today, you know, never give up. And that's something I'm absolutely proud of them, what, what they did. And it comes down to the bounce of a ball. And I would, t- I would have took that before the game started. Yeah, at half time going in with a 2 point lead considering the the wind was so strong. Did you feel you had enough done in the first half? It's it's never about the first half if you look at Monhan Monhan came really strong in the and that's middle section of the that third section of the foot of the game and that was the huge part of the game where I felt the game was going to be won or lost. In terms of you get to half time you reevaluate the thing and then you move for the second half. I thought, yes, the two-point lead at halftime, I thought, was very, very good. The big thing I felt was to try and control the pace of the game. Uh, it sort of became a wee bit helter-skelter for page of the game. But I thought, listen, the lads were absolutely fantastic. Ryan was in a great place. Holla created half a goal chance shortly before that there. And that's class. And if we finish one of them, we've got a huge football match in our hands.
0: Yeah, when you, when you look at
2: it, the, the decision, was was it a choice to play with the win in the first half or th- did you win the toss do you know no as far as I know Colin Walsh uh, won the toss so that's the way Monaghan agreed to play so listen that's, that's football that's the nature of it
0: and and when you look at the the, the goal chance that, the one that Conor McManus finished it was the only opportunity that they got through the defence performed very well against
2: what a lot of people are pipping the, the best forward line in Ulster oh, listen Conor McManus is some player you can't give that man half a yard so you can't. And I thought, you know, overall, I thought we'd done a super job defensively. You know, we hit 15 scores. I'd, I'd said 16 scores would win the game. Connor's goal was just superb. And that's just the difference between winning and losing the day. They got one real good goal chance and they took it. You handed out four debuts in total. Connor Madden and Niall
0: uh, Clerkin and starting. And then Crevin Riley and, and Ryan Connolly coming on. So, you know, building
2: a bit of experience into them younger boys. Absolutely. Listen, them lads are fantastic. They've earned their right to get the game of the day. Uh, the training has been absolutely unreal how they're training, in light of everything with Dom this week, the boys have put in a serious, serious shift and you know, I think we have done a lot in, in terms of we left our performance on the football field, it wasn't left in change rooms or it wasn't left anywhere else and that's class from these group of men but it just highlights the group of lads that we have, They are they love their football, they love playing and hopefully this is the start of our season. When you look back over the last few weeks, obviously the, the, the loss of Dominic was was a massive
0: blow to the whole to the group. You had mm-hmm. even before that preparations weren't ideal, a couple of injuries, Darren McVitie, Killian Clark, Gerard <coughs> Smith, you had Rory Dunn out, Killian Brady. You know, it, the whole thing just didn't go terribly well in, in preparation and yet the performance came
2: out like that. It shows real potential. There's no doubt. Listen, these guys are serious football team. We have went again the best in Ireland in division one this year. The M game is stand to you. They make you better footballers they challenge you to be better footballers today you know i would suggest that's probably our best performance of the year i thought we were absolutely fantastic out there yes we made mistakes but that's gaelic football there was some breeze out there the last day we played Monaghan was seven all and yet i felt at that day there was a potential to be a 16 score game that particular day too if we kicked a few over the bar so today i'm not sure many men scored but we had 15 scores and we created two goal chances now, if we could make those two goal chances, that's 17 scores, and we've got a football team, and they're here now, so we keep our heads up, we're not a million miles away. I think, actually, there was nine
0: different scores on the Cavan team. I think, anyway, definitely by half-time to a seven, so it shows a great range. In, in previous years, sometimes Cavan have maybe let the qualifiers go and not really concentrate their, their efforts on it. How do, you, how do you pull these boys
2: together and make sure that the qualifiers, because there's a good opportunity there to play a lot of games. Well, listen, this is my first year. I have so much to learn about these guys here. And uh, we, we can't let our heads down. This is the start of our season. The more we play together, the better we're going to be. And listen, the way I look at this, right, it's the qualifiers. You're still in the All-Ireland Championship. We're a Division 1 football team. Technically speaking, we're still a Division 1 football team. So I suggest let's play like Division 1 football team, get your head up and let's keep at it
0: brady's Arva limited main dealers for volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, longford Leitrim, monaghan mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years a family-owned and family-run business brady's are famous for their long association with the gaa if you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle check out brady's arva limited they provide an unrivaled sales and after sales service and are open six days a week brady's arva limited get on the winning team today see www.brady'sarva.ie for more details
2: everyone's talking about luna bar Cavan's most vibrant new venue With our big-screen TVs, live music every weekend and free function room, we cater for everyone. Luna Bar, Main Street Cabin, the newest hotspot in town.
0: Yeah, so that was Matty, I suppose. The the point I I was bringing up, and and I suppose from a Cavan supporter's point of view, last year, Cavan had a great opportunity to make an All Ireland semi final last year had they taken the the back door seriously and really give it a run because I think it would have been Derry, Tipperary, Galway, and you're in an All Ireland semi final. Yeah, and we
1: had beaten Galway in the last league game which was the closest thing you can get to a championship game is the last round yeah. league game when when the winner goes up you know it was, as f- it was as good as a championship game to beat goal with a packed Breffney Park you but, know and like it was there for Calvin oh look it I've was but the beauty of this it,
0: the beauty of this year's draw is that you have the losers of Leash or sorry Offaly and Westmead that's who who we play on on Sunday Sunday week basically Um that's in the first round all the sides that are on, on our on our side all the teams that are on our side Fermanagh are on our side from, from the Ulster and then the losers of the down Monaghan um, so this is to get you to the I think it's the third round which is the one before the quarter final essentially round three um, so to, to get to that where you end up playing the provincial losers Cavan have the potential of meeting those Ulster teams that I just named okay um, and you'd imagine that Monaghan will be down and down will become that um, losing semi-finalist on the Connacht side you have um, London so far and the losers of Roscommon and Leitrim um, on the Leinster side obviously you have the Westmead Offaly game but then you have the losers of the semi-final from Dublin and the winners of Westmead Offaly so chances are it's Westmead and Offaly both on our side and you'd fancy your chances there as so well So no Division
1: 1 team and
0: Still no Division 1 team Bar and sorry well Bar there's a massive upset in Munster I think it's the Clare it's Clare. Sorry, yeah, no know Clare were beaten yesterday, so I think it's Clare on on that side. They went down
1: be. from Division Two, so the highest ranking team you're looking at in that division is going to be Darren who are about fifth or sixth in Division Two. Yeah, yeah. So like Cavan have to be Cavan should be favourites if they can keep winning. They should go into each of those games as favourites. no Matter what team they play there.
0: Yeah, like so, and that's that's all the way till you play your provincial uh, losers, which then puts you into a quarter final if you if you got the right ones on that. and that. Now I don't know what way the provincial.
1: Uh, so yeah. you tell me a Provincial Loser in, in, in the last 12 So Potentially Roscommon Cork
0: Roscommon Cork Or Meade Kildare Or Kildare.
1: You yeah. know, like They're winnable games it, yeah. It's there for Cavan They're playing a lot of work Players are getting back to fitness You know
0: There's a great opportunity And What I, what I would hate to see Is that In another few weeks time Cavan go out in, in, in the qualifiers Having been beaten by somebody That they should have beaten And we hear Oh, well, sure. Jeez, look, the, the boys didn't really take it serious or they didn't put in the effort. In order for this Cavan team to develop, they need championship games. You don't develop with league games. Uh, I, I Sorry, you do. You develop with league games, but you develop more with the championship experiences. And if they can get back into Crow Park on an all-Ireland quarterfinal day, that's as good in their development as possibly making an Ulster final, or very close to it anyway. It's yeah. as close as you'll get to yeah, it. Yeah. So... Cavan need to give themselves the opportunity to get that experience. Otherwise, they'll never win an Ulster title. And I'm 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 very very strong on that point this year. If Cavan don't take the qualifier series and get to an All Ireland quarter final or very close to it, this this the lifeline of this team is is probably gone run its course.
1: Mm, I very agree. Strong. But we we will we will not beat a we will not beat a good team. By which I mean we we'll, we won't beat. A top five or six team in championship, which it will take uh, to, to win something to win another title or to or to go a long way in the championship. we won't beat any of those teams without a good inside forward now that's why I say try one of those other lads. they might be that forward we won't know until we try them. let's try them and see how it goes you yeah,
0: have to agree moving on the Cavan on their seventeens were uh three fourteen to six points losers to uh Tyrone not a lot you can say, I suppose, about the game. The loss of Hanley was uh, to the black card was was detrimental to Cavan's chances. But the writing was on the wall even at that stage. You know, I don't think you could have much of an argument with the black card personally. But Tyrone just looked a, a, a more athletic, more physically strong, quicker team who are who are defensively set up especially at at first and Cavan a little bit open at the back like, Cavan went out played man for man and were exposed to, to Tyrone's I suppose speed of attack
1: Yeah yeah. the, the amount of ball that Cavin kicked into the hands of the sweeper was astonishing Like Kevin just didn't seem to know how to break them down they weren't able to think on their feet on the day conditions were terrible um, normally that's a leveler it wasn't a leveler on the on the day. Apparently, he played into the hands of Tyrone. They got men back. Kevin just kicked ball into their own hands all day. There was nerves, were a factor, I'm sure. They made a lot of mistakes that they hadn't been making, mm-hmm. um, and probably weren't really tested in their two championship games, like the two handy wins, which probably wasn't much good to them in the final mm-hmm. analysis. Um, but the big thing, Damien, you mentioned it was the physical strength of the Tyrone th- team. The, I, I happen to know three of those Tyrone players because they're handballers: Peter Canavan's Son Dara. Um, Cormac Munro the centre half back and Anton Fox the number two and um, Fox for my money, money was man of the match but there was one stage he came out for a ball down in front of the stand Fox did it. and he came through two Cavan players and left the two of them sprawled out That's and, and right. the, the ref had to stop the game because one of the Cavan fellas was hurt and it was pure brute strength it wasn't a foul mm-hmm. and uh, that was going on all over the field they're, they're way ahead of Cavan in, in their strength and conditioning
0: but even and, it, and that was an example of the power that, that the Tyrone lads have but it wasn't that they've built up into big muscly you know uh, hulks of lads it's is that they've done the right strength and conditioning program to, to make themselves efficient uh, in Gaelic football to, to to make them functional like what I what I couldn't get away from in my head was I, I obviously remember my favourite player growing up was Peter Canavan love watching him I, I, I could tell you you know what his boots wear in every single game. I just know every detail of him. But Peter Canavan, for the stylish type of pop pub- footballer that he was, he was all about those little jinks, and he could create little bits of space. But he didn't have the the real burst of pace the same way his son has. But his son doesn't have that naturally. If you see his glutes, he has he has worked on that. He's worked on, and you could see it throughout the the Tyrone team that. The, the strength and conditioning has been done there to maximize what is what is already in the body and that's that's something that i know that that john brady and, and the management have done strength and conditioning this year but those run boys started out at 14 you know they're they're 3 years into a, a strength and conditioning program that that cavan are maybe 9 months into and i think that it was too big of a gap to close up and and you know you'd you'd have needed a really good system you know go maybe ultra defensive or kind of try and snuff out like young young uh, canavan jesus half a yard and and he made it into three yards mm-hmm. it was just he was a joy to watch after yeah, and yeah. the whole high at corner forward Thomas.
1: McDonough he as well the wing half forward we have for. we, have, we haven't even mentioned any of the cabin fellas some very good players in that cabin team like and the, a lot of them have big futures but it's not, That's an eye opener now. That's the level that the, that that our lads need to get to. Um, I I think it, probably the strength and conditioning work has been done, and it's probably a big team naturally. Like it's we've it's probably a big team that has been worked on, and that's been magnified as well. That they've done the work. Like you know, even if they hadn't done all that work, they were probably a big team anyway. And plus, there's the fact that they were very very they're a very skillful bunch as well so it all comes together and the result is a 17 point beating so what about the goalkeeper for
0: Tyrone the uh, the, the, the 45 that he sailed against the wind like uh, we've we seen Beggin doing it afterwards but he's 5 years uh, an Intercounty senior footballer but to see a 16 slash 17 year old Gosson doing it uh, phenomenal
1: phenomenal the future looks red
0: yeah, it does. Unfortunately, from a, a Cavan point of view, but hats off to, to Larkin and Quinn on that one. It was it was an absolutely massive score. Yeah, and hard, look, and hard so luck to the Calvin boys. Yeah,
1: the th- yeah, like like it's an achievement. The, the, the same management um, oversaw a great win for the minors and two good wins for under seventeen. So like reaching the,
0: do- the semi final of both A competitions, you know, by topping their group in the in the league at under seventeen and at minors. yeah, they're doing
1: an awful lot right. So like, I it w- it wouldn't they're- be. I'll also say we,
0: we spoke earlier on the podcast talking about, you know, developing forwards. This Cavan on their seventeen team scored three fifteen against Derry in the in the quarter final, then scored five eleven in the semi-final You know, there, there are forwards <clears throat> on this team. You know, when you when you look at um Patrick Lynch, Shawnee Kogan, Callum Lynch, like they they, they eke out goals every single chance they get on the ball.
1: They do, and it goes back to something we talked about in another podcast, I mean, that the, the under twenty one grade and the minor grade are not a means to an end they're about developing for senior uh, ok you have to win them but if you win a, like Cavan won 4 if you but if Cavan but had won the 5th celebrations would have been fairly muted because it's 5 years in a row it's like Tyrone with the senior where, where it was only after the 6 year gap that they really celebrated winning those the senior year and I, I think that imagine if, if um, there was a lot of doom with Lumenberg Cavan on the 21s this year imagine if we were to get uh, let's say Ryan Connolly Kevin Riley Conor Bradley off that team and we'll come through. That would be that would be more of a harvest than we got off the, off the winning teams. Um,
0: but the difference is to come through and have an impact. To come through and win something. Yes, yeah. we, we we could have lads that can come in and, you know, be on the team, but that's not that shouldn't be the goal. That shouldn't be the achievement. Uh, we well, well have like got to come through
1: and excel. Yeah, and excel. That's they, what we want. Really do. But well, you can bring through any lad and make up, give him a jersey, but they have to come through and really do something.
0: Yeah, definitely
1: do. But look at
0: th- the other point that was made to me by a Monaghan man was. We were talking about Ryan Connolly and uh, and you know that how close he was at the end, and I was saying we need him to be a marquee forward for Cavan in the future, and Quievey and, and O'Reilly, I think the two of them have the potential, um, but you know I just don't know can they achieve it. And he he pointed out to me, he said, "Well, Conor McManus was a wing back for Monaghan." When that was me pointing that, that out there. I was you? <laughs> I said, "A Monaghan man, but you're close enough, Red Hills." <laughs> but he was yeah a wing back at that age, like so. You know, he obviously just worked on his game hard yeah. enough that he became that marquee best forward in the country. So there's no reason Ryan Connolly and Quavin Riley and and hopefully five or six others around Calvin can't do the same. If you work hard enough at it, you can get the result.
1: Absolutely, it's in their own hands now. But um, Oh look, we wish them the best luck in the in the qualifiers, and seniors. And, yeah, the, the, and some of those boys will be back in action for the minors as well so there'll be a summer for them yet yeah
0: exactly moving on to the Cavan ladies they're out in the Ulster senior semi-final this coming Saturday evening in Galbally at 7pm I suppose after last year's Ulster final defeat it's it's a big ask for Cavan to uh, to overturn this Monaghan side but they'll be, doing their, they'll be doing their very best I suppose under new management
1: they will in fairness like they're coming off the back of a very disappointing defeat in the league final replay after playing really well throughout the league getting to the final drawing it and they should have won it and should have got up to Division 1 and then the wheels came off in the replay but I think they'll fancy a, a crack at Monaghan I think they will um, Probably, I think, tr- I think the loss they lost to us by three points last year but it flattered Cavan a bit to be honest before the Cavan to her own game in Clarence, and I thought it flattered them a little bit if I'm 100% honest on that occasion but um Monaghan are, have been right there for a long time, but I think Cavan will fancy it. I I couldn't make a prediction because I haven't seen Monaghan playing this year, but I think Cavan will will probably be a little bit closer than the were.
0: Yeah, on a weekend where there's no senior lads football or, or mine or anything. So hopefully people will make the trip up to their own to see Cavan taking on Monaghan. It's at seven p.m. Um, in Galbally. So we wish the girls the, the very best of luck. Hopefully you can make it two years in a row in the Ulster final where they'd face uh, Donegal, who who I think didn't score or only scored one or two points in the first
1: half against Armagh, but came back. Um, they were one, there losing time. one eight to no score at half-time, and came back and won one fourteen to one ten.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unbelievable stuff. So it could line up to be a brilliant, brilliant to final if Calvin could make. it. wished him the very best of luck. Thanks everyone for listening to this week's McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast. Remember to follow us on Facebook and on Twitter and uh, share the link as often as you can. And thanks to McAvoy's for their sponsorship of the show. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049 43